episode of the B3 today is brought to you by Sensible Waste Consulting. You know you're probably overspending on your waste and recycling removal. You don't have to. Get back to doing what you do best in your business and let the folks at Sensible Waste Consulting deal with the waste companies on your behalf. Go to SensibleWaste.com for more information. The B3 Today is a production of Impulse Radio. All right, it is Friday. You have tuned into the B3 Podcast, the daily version. Glad to be here. Going to be a beautiful weekend in southern Indiana. They're talking 80 degrees. Hell, I may even get the pool furniture out of storage and throw it out there. No golf this weekend for my son, so I'm going to try and play a little bit. At least on Sunday, we're going to go over Vincent's, check out... uh, all the changes they're making at Cypress Hills. So looking forward to that. And you know, if it's Friday on the show, we're going to have the voice of Indiana High School Golf runs the at Indiana HS Golf Twitter account to talk about, kind of wrap up last weekend, talk about what's going on around the state this weekend, all the great play and players, coaches, all that good stuff. You never know what all we're going to talk about. So we'll get to him in just a minute. Don't forget this Saturday night, the Todd Father making his acoustic debut. We went through his set list. If you missed it, go back in the archives on this past Thursday's show. It's going to be a good one. Todd does a good job. He's going to have fun with it, and so are we. Great songs on the set list. Some of my all-time favorite songs. I'm looking, looking forward to it. Starting off with a Bob Dylan song and going right into Rocket Man. So that'll be fun. That'd be a lot of fun. I did uh, make my golf debut this week on Tuesday night, Golf League at Country Oaks. And, you know, we're going to hear about relative par in the show today from our golf guru. And my relative par was probably, I'm going to say, first time out, probably about 43. And I broke that shot of 40 from the green tees. So I'm going to be very, very happy with that. Maybe I can... Get a little better this week. I'll report in on uh, on the kids' golf game, but we'll see how it goes. So, hey, let's uh, let's get right to it. After the interview, we're going to talk a little NBA basketball. Uh, going to talk about this deal going on with Netflix that I find incredibly interesting. Going to tease a story that we might be discussing on the big show next week that I honestly hope that I don't have to do, but we're going to follow something this week, and we may have to talk about it. Uh, And if you missed this past week's show, go back and listen to it. My man, Mike DeCourcy, who is uh, is plugged into the IHSAA and all that uh, goes on, um, he had a take for the ages, and, and it was an informed and educated opinion on what's going on with the IHSA. It was a good listen. Uh, he's a smart guy and, and he, 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 he didn't hold, didn't hold anything back and letting you know what he thinks. It was a good show. John Patrick Mullen from up at North Davis was, was, uh, a guest and, and, uh, with, with myself and, and Todd father had a good time and, and, uh, 
talking about some good stuff, so go back and listen to that. But we'll take a break here from our friends at the Frock Bridal, and then uh, we'll talk to the voice of Indiana Golf. Be right back. All you B3 fans out there with future brides in the family, the focus of the Frock Bridal House is to provide a stress-free, pressure-free, and memorable day for each future bride. We want to provide a unique selection of gowns to allow our client to be their most elevated self. We strive to provide an atmosphere where all the focus is on you, the bride, providing your own private appointment with our undivided attention. We also work with smaller independent designers, which allow for choices not found at larger boutiques and endless customization options are available. We are located at 118 South College Avenue, Bloomington, Indiana, just a block off the square downtown. We are now open by appointment only. You can book that appointment online at thefrockbridal.com or email thefrockbridal at gmail.com with any questions. Unique selections, unforgettable experiences, a focus on what matters. We are the Frock Bridal House. All right, if it's Friday on the Travis Brett Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Hotline, we have the voice of high school golf in Indiana at Indiana HS Golf Guru. How is the life of the voice of golf in Indiana today? Hey, we're doing well. Have you seen the forecast for tomorrow, Brian? I have. I it's, think uh, it's going to be a beautiful day that our young boys deserve, our young men deserve around the state to play golf in 80 degrees all over the state and uh you're gonna see scores go south too so that's exciting of course it's prom at bar reeve and we don't have a match <laughs> yeah and that you'll see that the next three weeks it seems like prom <laughs> this weekend uh the last weekend in april and then may 7th which is a big tournament weekend across the state um yes Absolutely. Yeah, we've had uh, yeah all the moms are ecstatic this week. Uh, not the golf moms necessarily, but we uh, yeah we've been out there in thirty five degrees and wind for the last uh, three weeks, and and now it's going to be eighty, and uh, and we're going to go. Hey, let's wrap up. Speaking of that, let's wrap up last week. I know down here at Country Oaks, Bloomington South threw up a real impressive three ten, followed by North uh, Evansville North at three thirteen. Um, that was a good score. It was cold and windy again at country oaks uh the bloomington south teams for real and 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 so you know of course evansville north just keeps chugging along yeah that bloomington said both of them, like you said both those teams are solid i actually had a question for you what yardage did they play down there uh it was i'm gonna say in that wind i i don't know exactly where they had number nine which makes a big difference that's about right. a that's a that can be about a hundred and 1520 yard difference but i'm gonna say they were playing that right at about 63 to 65 give or take okay, okay gotcha, gotcha. And, and there were some and, and there were some of those holes that were playing an extra <laughs> probably 180 than what the, on the scorecard right gotcha okay yeah no uh, that was a great event last weekend it was a really solid across the state it seemed like most events played i think we only had one or two uh that decided not to go um, we talked about these last Friday. The um, bada bum bum. I have results here right in front of me. What am I doing? Um, there's a, the one up in Warsaw, Westfield one. Uh, that was at Stonehenge. That golf course is uh, in the wind 
incredibly challenging. Yeah, uh, so I can West imagine. So on there with 307. Um, you're going to want to talk about Garen Catholic here in a minute, but they've uh, all they've done in the last week is shot a 292 and a 287 Gee, on good courses. I can't even um, imagine so they, that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think um, they played uh, a couple nights ago with Westfield. Uh, Ulan, and I think they went 70, 70, 71, 76. Um, yeah, so, and they played, they played at Highland, so maybe not battling quite the wind that, uh, some parts of the state were. Uh, they're pretty much in the middle of Indy, uh, but 292, and then Carmel, 10 strokes behind that, Zionsville, 12 behind. Um, so that was a good field. Um, the Hickory Stick event that Center Grove hosted, they played that at 6,900 yards. Yeah. And there are five trees on that golf course that aren't in play. So that, that was a challenging trek there. Center Grove did win that with a 312. And then Silver Creek, once again, talked about traveling last week. Um, Coach Graston brought them up, and they finished second there. Um, but there were, there were some ranked teams there. Um, so those are kind of a highlight, some of the larger events um, last weekend. Yeah. And, you know, back to uh, – I just got confirmation. They played that at 67 – last week at I Country thought, Oaks. I thought yeah. I – I thought I saw that because that, that would more or less be tipped out, right? Yeah, because they played number 12, which is a par 5, and there's kind of an alternative tee on that that they played back. Um, back we, we call it the bathroom tee, but what it does, it keeps everybody from, from going for a par 5 and 2 um, and, and really backing up play. So they knock it way back. It's actually a tee box for number 16 that they put they use for number 12 and that keeps that play going. So using that adds that yardage that you lose, you know? So yeah, it played right, right at 6,800. So yeah, uh, there you go. Yeah. I was going to comment on that too. Um, we talked about scheduling some last week and coaches traveling over the state. The other thing too, is playing those yardages and those conditions is it's challenging, but it's part of the pro it's part of the process. Mm -hmm. So while watching that and playing that may not be enjoyable, challenging players in April to play from 6,900 yards in wind and wet, it, they're going to be better for it in June when the ball is rolling. Yeah. So that's, that's something that when we look at scores across the state, we don't always know numbers. So that's why I asked the question. Yeah, yeah, 310 from 6,800 yards. That's darn good on that golf course. Yeah, and remind me, if we're going to talk about tips. Remind me of that very fact because uh, you need to play like you're going to play late in the year, early in the year. Um, you know, Evansville North, interesting story. There, We, we had our regional uh, individual champion, Riley Bryles, not play, left school went to a different school, not playing high school golf currently. Um, and that dang Evansville North just keeps chugging along. It seems like, you know, two years ago kind of sounded the death knell. If you're ever going to get North, now's the time. They graduated everybody. They're playing freshmen and sophomores. Didn't matter. And again, they lose, you know, what appears to be their top player. Doesn't matter. It, it, that is a bas or basketball. That is a golf factory down there. We're yeah. in green. Well, and you're talking about on the girls' side, too. They've yeah. won, what, six state titles really in the last seven opportunities. Um, because, Well, no, I guess six out of eight, right? So, yeah, yeah that's, uh, I talked to their, uh, their boys' coach at, at state finals last year, and you could just see the excitement. He's talking about eight kids, nine kids fighting for five spots, and you just don't have that across the state no. and very many programs. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I actually um, – Coach Wimpy just, just retired just yeah. – uh, here recently um for on the girls side and just what he's done there with that program uh, i think they've turned out like 12 uh college golfers uh, during that run 
uh, it's unbelievable. Like you said, a golf factory on both the men's <laughs> and the women's side. There, yeah. it, it, it's crazy. Yeah. So well, you 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 brought up Garen Catholic. Um, <laughs> speaking of golf factories, what is in the water? Holy cow! What is going on there? Yeah, we talked last week. You just asked. We talked about some of the best players in the state, and um, I reached out to some of my friends and some of my coaching peers, obviously. And they, I mean, they have three of the best 10 to 12. I mean, 12 is conservative. They have three of the best 12 players individually in the state on their team. Wow. Plus some other kids who can shoot 70 something. Um, so yeah, they're, they're very, very good. Um, Modleski, McNeely and Wessel, those are kids who they just don't stop playing. Uh, state finals last year is a good example. They were kind of heartbroken. You know, they lost to center Grove pretty much at the buzzer. And then um, a lot of their kids teed it up the very next day at, at uh, you know, an off season event right. there. Um, yeah, they, uh, they're very good. They're very experienced and they're going to be very tough. Uh, you know, you uh, hope they stay healthy. Um, but yeah, that Garen team is, they're fantastic. And, and what that must be, because, you know, golf is a sport just as much as anything, if not more, that good players rub off on, on other, I, I was talking to the Vincennes Lincoln coach this week and he, you know, he yeah, was really, he's a great, he's a great guy. Yeah, he is. And it's yeah. a fun, you know, talking about Twitter, it's a fun Twitter follow those guys. And they, you know, he was saying how excited he was about, he's got a, a real good freshman that was playing with, with Sam Emmons, a senior and, and, you know, that experience. And when, when you've got three solid golfers like that, and these young guys play with those every you know those players every day in practice it just breeds that success you know and it, it that, that comes along every year right that's a wonderful comment we talk a lot about culture and if you have especially upperclassmen if you have leaders who demonstrate the culture that you want from your program and you as a coach don't i don't want to say don't have to do it but if your best players the culture that you want in your program that that is what you want as a coach um because yeah you're absolutely right that that is that is what we're after you want it to be a good experience for everyone on the roster but if your best players um do the things that you need them to do as as young people as well as perform on the golf course that does so much for those those younger those younger kids in your program i mean that's that's all you can ask yeah that's awesome and and you know, going back to great players in the state, that freshman at Gibson Southern, man, that black. Hey, he broke 70, didn't he shoot 69? <laughs> uh, well, he shot, uh, let's see, what he shoot, 73 in the wind here, okay. and then he goes and breaks par at Cambridge, and I don't know if you ever yeah. played Cambridge North Evansville the other night in a yeah. nine-holer. You talk wind, because it is just, it's it's a wind tunnel is basically what it is. He breaks par there, sets a school record. Um, 34, is that what you shot? Yeah, and, 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 he, and he's, he's a real nice kid, got great parents. I saw that score yeah just so uh watch out man this kid is the real deal and he's got everybody on on notice Uh, exciting things definitely to come and 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 it's going to be a nice sectional battle over there um you brought up coach wimpy he's retiring at evansville six state titles in nine years with that girls program Talk about some of the coaches around the state, either that are still active, maybe retired here in the last few years that helped form that that coaches association and, and are important to that that is, is so important to the golfers in the state. 
Yeah. So without kind of oversharing, you know, my experience with the association, yeah. um, in, in most recent history, uh, the two who have led us the last five, six, seven, eight years uh, are Steve Simmons at Zionsville and then Josh Bryan at Westfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those are, um, they, they coach on both the girls and the boys side. Uh, coach Simmons just recently stepped away on the girls side. He has a family and a wife. He wants to vacation, do those things. Uh, but those are kind of the two uh, who have been our leaders. Um, Kale Hoover is going to take over. He, he will be our interim coming up here in the relatively um, near future. Uh, he is at Center Grove. So those are the kind of the, the big three, I guess you could call them, uh, who have led us and continue to be great people to reach out to. Uh, Coach Simmons talked a lot at our clinic about how to run a great event. Um, so it's just, you know, um, and then Josh Bryant was wonderful. He's been our president for several years here. Um, on the association side. And then you have great coaches all over the state. The, and the bottom line is this, Brian, is these, these coaches are giving up. Um, I actually kind of tried to map this out. If you take a team to the state finals and you stay in a hotel, you will spend between 300 and 400 hours with a boys golf team during the season. Wow. So these are coaches who are not being paid. Um, that's not why we are doing it. And so it's just a testament to what these people do. Uh, all over the state, um, and and we really do have great coaches all over the place. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and you you run into you know talking to them at, at tournaments, and and um, and you know every coach has had has their moments, but just really positive people, and 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 a group of of coaches that I've noticed are really in it for the kids. You know, they're they're really looking for for positive energy, and 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 I wanted to talk to you. Speaking of positive energy, we kind of touched on relative par and we were discussing how how uh you know there's some teams that are ecstatic and and they promote their team and they're really happy when they shoot a 355 and other teams are you know the same the same happiness at a 299 and that's what this is all about yeah and that's what makes golf such a beautiful game is and i kind of think so if you think of par we, we want to say 70 or 72. What bar really is, is it's a reasonable expectation based on the sample size of what you have shown us. Your par, if you play well, you may shoot 80. And then all of a sudden you shoot a 77 and you kind of get those big eyes. It's like, whoa, you know, I keep yeah. working at this. I can get to par. But like you said, it's, it's just so exciting to see schools that are excited to, to break 300. We don't have many teams who can do that. But the team that shoots 325 for the first time, the team that breaks 400 for the first time. Par is relative to where you start and where you finish, and it's very cool. And I tell you what, 85 in some parts of the state tomorrow, uh, you're going to see some teams relative par go down, certainly. Um, 50-degree difference from last weekend, depending (laughs) where you are in the state. (laughs) Pretty crazy. And you're going to see some some relative happiness out of some parents, I guarantee you, because it's going to be a lot more fun to to be out there. Speaking of this weekend, I know um, just looking around, there are not the – I know Gibson Southern, let's see – who uh, that's at Old Capitol. We got Gibson Sutter, Ford Central, Jasper – uh, Perry Central, Lanesville, Castle, Corden Central. So a good one down there, Heritage Hills. What else going on around the state? Yeah, down around you, there, the old capital, there's one at Rhea Park. Is that how I pronounce that? You probably know better than uh, I. I think Ray Park, um, yeah. Ray Park. Martinsville's hosting an event. One thing, too, it seems like just from bouncing ideas off of people, I think this is a pretty popular prom weekend. So the problem there becomes is you have, if you don't 
play early, you know, the right. girlfriends are not going to be happy. Yeah. So you have some coaches who A, are playing younger kids, or B, will send their varsity kids wherever they can go that start at 8 a.m. so they can get home and doll themselves up in their tuxes and whatnot for prom. Yeah, right. But there are um, – there are there's a man up in um, – uh, up in Fort Wayne, that'll have four or five ranked teams. The Concordia Invite. Okay. Um, it's at Foster Park, I believe. Um, Sandy Pines is up there too, and that's that's probably our best field of the weekend. Garen Westfield, Zionsville Carmel, Valparaiso. Uh, that Valpo team, they they are maybe better than we thought they were. Okay. Um, so so that Sandy Pines field is probably our most loaded of the weekend. Uh, Noblesville hosts an event at Fox Prairie. It's pretty interesting. Um, all five players from the same team will play on the same hole in the same tee time. So it allows coaches to kind of coach. Um, yeah. It's very unique, obviously not something that we can that we can do in the postseason. But early in the year, it, it gives coaches the opportunity to you know get all their kids together, and it's kind of fun with the galleries there all being in the same place. Yeah, too. that is cool. Um, so that's kind of an interesting one there. Um, yeah, and that, that's kind of all I'm, I'm aware of at this time. It, again, it's just kind of a it's we have a Hall of Fame next weekend and then the weekend after that is a state preview. So things get very busy very quickly. Yeah, and I think some teams, you know, maybe take it a little easier this weekend. Yeah, there you go. Well, listen, the miracle of the weekend is that, is that all the Bar Eve golfers found dates for prom. I mean, that that to me is <laughs> you talk about relative par. You know, they they all they all made birdies on on that they're, one. They're out, they're out kicking their covers. <laughs> they, the, with, right? with, I know one of them that really outkicked it. So uh, so no. <laughs> and he lives with me. So we're we're yeah, good there. there. You go. <laughs> hey, um, let's talk about this before we before we go for for this week. I, I said. Uh, Let's come up with, if you had to tell a high school golfer um, one thing, one tip to leave this show with this week, what would it be? Yeah, that's such a good question because um, there are so many different approaches to it. But I guess I'll just kind of go with this. Um, practice. So everybody wants to get better. Your relative part is this. And I just think taking ownership of your strengths and your weaknesses is so, so pivotal. Um, in other words, practice should not look pretty. I know that you can hit a pitching wedge with a left to right ball flight. Yeah. You can't chip. You are a poor chipper. You should be over there. So <laughs> practice, if your practice looks pretty, you are doing the things that you have already mastered. Like find what your weakness is, take some ownership and then find some drills, like continue, continue to get better. Nobody knows your game better than you. So improving happens when you work on what you cannot do. Uh, and I just I think, it. especially because with these these young people being student student athletes, they got to get home to be the student part. Right. In, in a lot of cases, study for a quiz. So those one to four hours, however time, much time you're spending there after school at the golf course, that has to be purposeful. And then when you get to your goals, you have to enjoy your success. Some of these kids, they just they feel so much pressure. And then when they do great things, they're already moving on to the next round. It's like you medal, you shoot a career low, enjoy that success because you worked your butt off to get there. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. And and mine as as a golf parent, I, I will I will tell kids this. 
don't quit. I don't care how bad you feel like you're doing. There are 16 other teams out there in the same weather and the same, and you're playing on a team. Don't get down on yourself. Don't quit because you never know what's going to happen. Bar Reeve was having a terrible day last week and they finished fifth or sixth in a, in a 16 team field. And, and, so you never know. You got to keep playing and keep battling. That flat last hole was just as as good as the first. And I want to get your opinion on this. One thing I noticed, and when we'll jump ahead to girls golf, okay. So many teams play during the season. They roll the ball. They play it as short as you can possibly play it, and then you get to sectional time. And I'm talking down here. Maybe it's a little bit different in other parts of the state. You get the sectional regional time, and all of a sudden, now you're playing the ball down. You're playing it at a real length. Guys, you got to practice. Coaches, you're not doing your kids any favors by making it easy on them during the year. you got to practice, and you got to play under regional-type rules. Am I right or am I wrong? Yeah, so <laughs> it, it's, kind of, it's kind of a challenging question because so last weekend, it probably didn't matter what distance you're playing from. It right. wasn't super enjoyable, yeah. you know, I mean, yep. but back to your point about not giving up, that's all as co- like, that's the main thing I ask from my players, whatever you have, I want you to give me that today. If you are struggling and you want to battle out a 95, just keep grinding. Yep. But yeah, I think you want to, I think there are events where you want kids to play well and you always want kids to play well, but I think some events that perhaps set up a little shorter, it's just to kind of make it more enjoyable for the the young men uh, who are out there playing. But to your point, if you're not playing from 7,000 yards, at least some of the time, you're not preparing your kids for the state finals if that is the goal. You're not preparing your kids for regionals that most of those are set up 6,800 yards and beyond. Um, And really, if you're playing an event last Saturday at 6,800 yards, that's more like 7,400 yards (laughs) with the wet and the wind and the temperature. Yeah. so, yeah, I think it's, it's embracing the challenge. It's trying to encourage your young people to hang in there when they're 15, 16, 17, 18-year-old kids. And it's like, Coach, I'm cold. <laughs> I'm cold. I did a lot of bounds. Like, okay, let's see it up and, and make double. Yeah. Um, it's just hanging in there, grind out what you can grind out. But, yeah, um, challenging, and that's part of building a schedule too. Getting your players in good fields from good distances, that's part of our job as coaches. I love it. I love it. This is one of the best hours of the week, and I know based on the feedback, people are, are glad that it's here. So let's do it again next week. What do you say? Yeah, I'd love to. That'd be a blast. All Thanks. right. Follow Indiana HS Golf on Twitter. It's the best one out there if you're interested in, in this kind of stuff. And I can't wait. We'll do it again next week. Thanks for being on. Thanks, Brian. Okay, take care. Travis Brett and Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. Ryan was great. A good interview. I, I, I said it last week. I'll say it again. I like talking to people that enjoy what they're doing. And, 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 if, and if you're not, if you don't pay attention to high school golf, man, it, it's so fun to w- watch all these kids around the state. And, and we're going to talk about toughness in the NBA playoffs. Um, these kids are tough, man. These high school golfers, um, you know how, if you're a golfer, you know how hard it is anyway, go out and play in 30 degrees and wind and, and, you know, in front of a gallery, um, you know, even the number five players out there have at least, you know, six or seven people following them. Typically the number one, sometimes, you know, have 15, 20 people following their group and, and they're, they're trying to get this done, playing it down 
wind blowing 30 mile an hour, 30 degrees and, and bumpy greens and, and everything else wet. Um, they're tough. Trust me. They're tough. So, you know who I'm not sure is tough, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, a lot of complaining going on from, from Kyrie. I I've, I've been on Kevin Durant early in his career. I always felt like every time I watched him, all he did was stand out and hold his hand up behind the arc. I felt like he got a little tougher when he got surrounded by some, some better talent out in golden state. Draymond will, will make you tougher. I, I, I know a lot of people don't like Draymond. I do. I think he made Kevin Durant a little tougher, but right now, Jason Tatum is eating up Kevin Durant. And, and if you're going to watch one game, it's Saturday night at seven 30. I know you'll be at Todd's acoustic set, so you're going to have to set your DVRs. But watch that, set your DVR, watch that game. I think it's going to be a dandy. It's in Brooklyn, and, and their back is against the wall um, for them coming in there. And and we're going to see how tough. You know, Kyrie talks a good game and, and all the weirdness that surrounds that guy. But they're down 0-2, and they can't. To this Celtics team with Tatum playing like he is, uh, they can't go down three. And Tatum is absolutely locking down Durant right now. So we're gonna we're gonna test test the toughness of those guys on Saturday night. I can't wait for that game. Um, Heat Hawks. I, I don't think the Heat's gonna have any problem there. Although, you know, I watched the damn Hawks and and. I never really cared for Trey Young, and my son told me I was wrong, and, and I started watching him a little closer, and I have kind of grown a little more fond of his game. The Hawks always seem like they're in the game till you look at the scoreboard and just they're not doing it. The Bulls look like the Bulls had given up on their season, but, you know, again, they, they pull off a win, and, and, and I, I don't I, I don't know Milwaukee battling some, some um, injury bug. I mean, they still like at Giannis. I mean, he's amazing, but... Um, when you go to make your bets, I'd look at those lines real closely. Suns, Pelicans, again, a hard-fought series. I think Phoenix is going to end up end up winning that. But but my main thing is that Celtics-Nets. It's just fascinating to me. And, and, again, I think Kyrie sometimes makes things more fascinating than what they necessarily need to be. So looking forward to Looking forward to the weekend on that. It's going to be a great weekend on a lot of things. Um, real quick, I, I kind of brought it up. We were running late on time the other night, but um, IU picked up a couple of recruits. And, you know, I don't, I don't know, football, basketball. It, as I get older, I don't, I get less and less wanting to hear about recruits. It's fun to, oh, we got a five-star. We got a five-star. We got a five-star. Yeah. First of all, I'm, I'm absolutely over the AAU culture. I think it's ruining basketball. It's ruining college basketball. Um, hell, it, it hopefully it won't ruin the NBA, but um, I don't believe a lot of it. Um, I saw a player in the last three years that that the father said that they had sixty points in a AAU game, and that there's there's absolutely no way. I mean, there's no way. And if it happened, I, the AAU game was a joke. 
I don't know. I, the older I get, I don't believe it till I see it. I want to see what you do. I want to see what you do against other really good players that we know are good players because they've done it and they've been good players. But IU, it appears, got the six foot eight, two hundred and ten pound Florida forward from Miami that Renault, and then uh, the other kid. Um, that Hood uh, Shafino, so I think that's how you say it. Um, another five-star prospect. Uh, and then the Banks kid from Atlanta, who's supposed to be pretty good. I don't know, good recruiting class, but we'll see. I mean, again, IU fans, calm down. Calm down. They haven't even put on a uniform yet. Well, they have, because now they do that to get their picture taken on their recruiting visit, but... Just calm down. It appears you got some good players, but let's let's have them play basketball first. I don't get too excited about that, but hopefully, hopefully it will. Uh, what else did I want to cover today? Um, we're working on a story, and I, I we don't do a lot of stories, but we're working on a local story that affects a kid and I don't want to I don't want to pop off because I don't have all the facts yet but stay tuned next Thursday night hope I don't even have to do this story but we're working on one and uh, we've got the whole team working on it so next Thursday night if it comes to fruition you will know it and we will we will be factual and we will we will give both sides or give the opportunity for both sides and um We'll be as fair as we can, but we're going to give our opinion. And and if it if it is what it appears, the opinion will be strong. I promise you. And there's going to be some people pissed off, and that's okay. But they will have the opportunity to come on the show and and talk about their side. So we'll see that. Uh, do you uh, share your Netflix password with anybody, or are you sharing a Netflix password? I think that's going to be a little more difficult. To do, they're going to crack down on on this stuff. So, how this all got going? If you've seen a Netflix stock uh, at one time was three hundred billion dollars, now it's less than a billion. Part of that is is the rest of the world's catching up. I mean, there's new streaming service all the time. Some work, some don't. Right, CNN. But you know, Disney jumped on. They went crazy. Well, listen, I'm not sure the the WWE didn't lead the whole world in this by the way McMahon it's been documented McMahon started mentioning streaming in the mid 90s before streaming was even possible was talking about doing something of this sort and an all WWE content service but but everything Everything, you know, everybody's got their own streaming. They've all figured this out that how how television is changing and and but next Netflix comes out with their quarterly earnings and and lost 200,000 subscribers and they're projected to lose about a million more. Now, they're going to gain some more by cracking down on this password sharing. And they can do that. They got your IP address. They can figure this out, trust me. I just wondered how many people out there listening are sharing or or uh or or being shared because that sounds like that's going to change, but I'm anxious to see what they do to reverse this trend. And they said, seemed kind of haphazard at the press conference. They've always been very, very strict about not having advertising. 
And it sounds like they're going to. You pay more to not have it, but it looks like they're going to have advertising, which they've always said they'd never do. That sounded very, uh, sounded kind of haphazard and quick. Quick. I don't know if they've thought that out. We'll see. But that's an interesting story that I'm going to going to keep keep following. But that's about all I got today. It was good uh, good listening to the the Indiana High School Golf Report as we do every Friday, and we'll continue. Go see Todd this weekend on the big acoustic set down there at uh, at Food Truck Alley. All right, going to be a good one, everybody. Get out and enjoy the sunshine. And we will talk to you next week on the B3 Podcast. The B3 Today is a production of Impulse Radio.